Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in 2 Timothy. Here we're nearing our conclusion of chapter 1. It looks like we might have just one more day in chapter 1. We'll have to see here how it goes. Maybe we'll be able to get to it here this morning. But I do want to just say thank you for your patience here. This last week was just a little bit crazy. In fact, just finished up a, a little bit of a season of Uh, Six sermons in eight days and a couple of radio shows and, of course, uh, uh, doing as many Shouts of Grace podcasts as we can in there. And there was just some things that came up that made it so that I was not able to uh, do Shouts of Grace on those days. So I thank you for having grace with me on that. But I believe this week we're going to be back into it uh, here Tuesday uh, through Saturday. Of course, we'll take Sunday off, but then right back to it next week. But I just had to take one extra day after all of the, the the kind of just busyness. It was it was good. It was serving the Lord, uh, but it was busy. It was busy, and so just had to go in to take a day there on Monday and not have uh, not have a shots of grace. But we're gonna get back into it, and so let's uh, let's start off by reading Second Timothy chapter 1. And it says this, 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that was in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the suffering of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. This you know, that all those who are in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenus. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he has often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he has ministered to me at Ephesus. We see here in verses 13 and 14, it says this, Hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. 
Now we know that in Second Timothy, it's really all about discipleship, and, and we can see that tone being set through the Apostle Paul going in and talking about his relationship to Timothy by saying that, that he is a son. And of course, in that, he's putting together a relationship and showing the relationship of a spiritual father with his spiritual son. And we really will see this discipleship uh, take place in, in chapter 2, or be referred to quite a bit in chapter 2, and also in chapter 3. But the Apostle Paul goes and he refers to this uh, discipleship, not only that he has with Timothy, but also what Timothy received from his mother and his grandmother with that genuine faith that was there uh, in him, which dwelt first in his grandmother and then in his mother Lois. But then uh, we we see here he really starts getting into this challenge of uh, of discipleship and how he is to continue to be a disciple, maybe not a challenge, more of a charge here. And this charge is, in verse 13, hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Hold fast the pattern of sound words. And to you that are being discipled, you need to hear this. Hold fast the the pattern of sound words. So hold fast. This simply means a, it's a continuous action, a command to a continuous action to hold or to keep. In that pattern, it, it's really a sketch, a sketch uh, of. And so it's not even just this idea of a pattern of something that was repeated, but it is literally a sketch. It's that the Apostle Paul was drawing up a plan for Timothy through these sound or spiritually healthy words. And of course, he heard them directly from the Apostle Paul. And we are to go and to keep the sketch of spiritually healthy words that those who disciple us, you are to go and to keep those words, hold them fast, keep them, don't let them out of your sight, don't let them go, guard them, cling to those words. But I also want to point this out because this is important to understand. Timothy had to put himself in a position where he could hear, where he could hear these words. Put yourself in a position where you can hear these words from the person that you are being discipled by, so that then you can hold fast to those words. It's so important. Put yourself in a position where you can hear sound, healthy doctrine. That's that's the most important thing. You know, I hear a lot of people uh, th throughout my time, I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, churches and moving and different things like that. And they often put where they live in different priority of jobs, family members, climate. But you know, one thing that they rarely put in great priority is a church. Let me tell you, you couldn't pay me enough to go to a place where there's not a good church, unless God's called me to go and to start a church there. But if you're somebody who God hasn't called to go and to start a church, listen, that should be your top priority, to put yourself in a position where you can hear sound words. So Because you can't keep something you haven't heard. You can't keep those words if you haven't heard those words. 
You need to hear those words. Now he goes and he says, which you've heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. You know, the apostle Paul went and he, he taught them and he taught these words to Timothy and he taught them in faith or in the truth of God, in, in what really what God says. They there were in truth and in love. He came and he was really caring for Timothy. He was going out of his way to tell Timothy the truth and to invest the truth in these healthy, sound words into Timothy. Probably not always what Timothy wanted to hear, but he went out of his way to do it, to love him, to go and to tell him these sound words. And he's saying, look, I told them to you in this nature, and you need to go and to keep these words. That's incredible. And that good thing, these sound words, that good thing, which was committed to you, it was deposited in you, Timothy. It was deposited in you. Preserve or keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. You know, we have a specific mandate, not only that we're to keep these words, or uh, that they were deposited in us with, which is the truth of God, and it was delivered to us in love. But you have this mandate to go and to do it in a specific way, and it's only by or through the Holy Spirit. You know, if you're not walking in the Spirit, you're not going to be able to keep those words. You know, the Holy Spirit is ultimately our teacher, and he teaches us in many different ways. In one way is through other people. He works through other people. You know, the Spirit gives gifts, and as he, excuse me, gives these gifts to others, he goes and he uses those gifts to go and to teach us and to show us the right way. And when he does that, he recalls that teaching that we've sat in, that word that was deposited in you, and the Holy Spirit stirs that up and brings that back to our memory. But if you're quenching the Holy Spirit, if you're grieving the Holy Spirit, if you're not walking with the Spirit, what's going to happen is that these things are not going to be brought up to you because the Holy Spirit's not going to be working in your life, or His work is going to be hindered in your life. And so that's why the Apostle Paul is going and telling Timothy Preserve these things, keep these things through or by the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Holy Spirit. And when you do this, he is going to go and to recall those good words which I have deposited in you. So today, I want to just challenge you to remember to hold fast, to keep that pattern of sound words, but be in a position where you can hear those sound words. And then walk in the Spirit so that the Spirit can stir that up and can remember what has been deposited in you. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
there's nothing we can't overcome so that war you've been fighting will end in god's timing sing like the battle's been won then you feel it the song that is rising then you can't help but let it out if you're trusting in faith has already begun. Know that God's up to something. A miracle's coming. Rejoice like it's already done. Can you feel it? The song that is rising, then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now while you wait, 